Hey, welcome to the Create a Life That Is Beautiful podcast. I'm your host, Letitia Ringe, and this is the space to be for high vibe people looking to create a beautiful life and business. Let's do this. Welcome back to the podcast, my beautiful friends. I'm Letitia Ringe, your coach, and today we are talking about unmet childhood needs and how they impact your romantic relationships. So the first thing we all need to know is that you all have needs. We all have needs. I have needs. Every single human being has needs. Your partner has needs. Your ex-partners have needs. Your mom, your dad, everybody has needs. Needs are different to desires. Needs have a heaviness about them. They have a weight to them. And that's because our needs are what we need in order to function as a human and to function within a romantic relationship. Desires are more about those things that we want. And in order to meet our desires, we must have our needs met. So it's kind of like the difference between surviving and thriving. Back when I was teaching about business, I would talk about thriving across your life as a whole. We could only thrive across our life as a whole if we were first clear on what our needs, i.e. what we need to survive, is first. Otherwise, we might be trying to jump to thriving, but we haven't even taken care of what we actually need as a human being or a coach or a business owner to have all the needs that we need met in order to function well as a business owner. It's the same within a romantic relationship. In order for you to be thriving across your romantic life, you need to know what your needs are and you need to be making sure that you're meeting them. That is what allows you to access your desires, those deep desires that you have that's probably set you apart from other relationships you see because they're unique to you. Whereas for most of us, our needs tend to be kind of similar. Your need could be a need for safety, a need for trust, a need for love, a need for appreciation, a need for respect, a need for space, a need for freedom, a need for connection. And the list goes on. So what we need to first be aware of is that we all have needs. Even if you think you're an independent woman or an independent man or an independent person, you have needs. And those needs are really, really important to be acknowledged by you so that you can actually go about meeting them. Now, how these unmet needs show up in our romantic relationship is we come from this place where we're not meeting our needs. So there could be a heaviness or even a desperation or a strong attachment to your relationship or to your partner or like just the energy that you bring to the relationship because you're coming from a place that isn't filled up. Yeah, you haven't got your needs met. And so you come to the relationship from this place of I need the relationship or I need you to fill me up. I need this. There's an attachment, a heaviness, a weight. It's very, very hard to grow and to manifest what your true desires are from this place of attachment and heaviness. And this is the same in all areas of life. It's the same as when you want to create more income in your business and 
and serve more people in your business, if you're not meeting whatever your baseline needs are financially, you will be coming from a place of attachment and urgency. And then that leads you into lots of limiting and coping behaviors that get you in the way of actually meeting what you desire, because we first need to make sure your baseline needs are taken care of. It is the exact same thing here within your romantic relationship. Now, the problem is unconsciously, what we tend to believe about needs in relationship is that it is our partner's job to meet those needs. So many of us go into romantic relationships believing that this is the way we have our needs met. And we'll only have our needs met within a romantic relationship. This is what leads to so much heaviness and attachment around relationships and also the opposite side of being so anxiously attached to relationships and to your partner is avoidant because there's so much pressure. There's so much we put on the line with a relationship that it then leads some people to fleeing and to avoiding relationships altogether. But Both of those states, fighting or flighting, are connected because they're really both about fear and they are both about the belief that the relationship is so important to meeting my survival needs as a human. So I want you to know that it's normal to have needs, that many of us have been taught consciously or unconsciously that the way to have our needs met is through our partner. And if they're not meeting our needs or if you don't have a relationship, then that means that there's something really wrong. And it means that we then start to solve the wrong problem. We start pointing our finger at our partner and saying, you need to do better. Or we break up with them and then we go into another relationship and we find the same thing. Our needs are not being met. Meanwhile, all of this is happening with little to no awareness about what our actual needs are. And that can be because there there is this, you know, independent woman fallacy, which some of you will resonate with, which says, I have no needs because I'm an independent woman. And if I say that I have any needs, then that means I'm going to rely on a person or my partner. And then that's going to lead me to being weak and vulnerable in some way. That is a story that so many women have unconsciously bought into. And that's one that we spend a lot of time unpicking over here with the work that I do, both in relationships and in my prior body of work, which was on holistic business. Now, here's the kicker. The person who is the most important person to meet your needs is you. This means that we need to be aware of what our needs actually are and acknowledge and own that to ourselves. And then secondly, we need to look at ways that we as individuals can meet our needs by ourselves first. Now, it could be That a way to meet your need of safety, for instance, is to let your partner know what safety means to you and what you need in order to feel safe from them. It could also look like cultivating the feeling of safety within yourself as well and asking yourself, what are some strategies and resources that I can use to make myself feel more safe, to create more safety in my life? 
Both of these are important, the way that you create and meet that need for safety and also the way you engage your partner in that conversation. Because if you choose a partner who is unwilling to participate in supporting your need for safety and understanding what your need for safety actually looks like, then it's very likely that you will both have a lot of friction. Now, notice, however, that this is very different to someone saying, okay, I recognize I have have a a need for safety. And now I'm going to put that all on my partner and they need to fulfill my need for safety. And I don't actually know what safety actually means. I don't recognize that safety is actually mostly an internal job and and a state that I create. I don't look at my responsibility and power to create safety in my life and within the relationship. And If this is you, you probably aren't communicating your need for safety to your partner anyway. You might instead be secretly hoping that they meet your need for safety. And all of this is probably happening in a completely unconscious way. And as you recognize that they're not making you feel safe, you're getting more and more frustrated and triggered and it's creating more conflict and more disharmony in the relationship. Meanwhile, there's been no conscious conversation about this need and the meeting of it. So then you get into another relationship with another person who does not make you feel safe and you continue to attract that because it's what you're used to because of your own relationship with yourself, yeah? So you keep coming to the relationship from this place that isn't full up within itself. It's coming from a place of need. And so you look for people who are going to perpetuate your unconscious story, which is a belief that relationships are not safe and it's not safe to be with my partner, etc., etc. This is how it all unfolds. Meanwhile, your partner is also learning a lesson, probably connected to their own unmet childhood need. And then it goes on and on and on until someone becomes conscious and aware and then starts to show up and meet their need in a new and different and conscious way, which is exactly what I teach. So the reason that this happens is because our core needs come from childhood. And when you were a child, you were dependent on your parents to meet your needs. So if you had needs that weren't being met by your parents, and it could be that they were trying to meet the need and that it just wasn't actually meeting that need for you and you weren't able to communicate it because you were a child and you weren't able to say, hey, I need to feel safe here and safety means this to me. Please provide that to me in this way. And you know, your parents have got their own lives on. They're doing the best that they can. And so that we all have needs that are not met as children. This then leads you as a child in your powerless state and without the ability to communicate in the way that you can do as an adult to then start behaviors that allow you to cope, that give you strategies for creating whatever the need was that is being unmet, for instance, safety, and you create a behavior that allows you to to feel safe that is usually one that is stopping you from also meeting your desires. So for instance, if you have an unmet need for safety, you might have learned patterns of protection that see you controlling, micromanaging, hiding. It could be that you spend a lot of time away from people and not voicing your opinion, not communicating your needs, not setting boundaries with the people around you, 
all of these behaviors could be coming from an unmet childhood need for safety. So by doing these behaviors, they allow you to feel more safe, right? But at the same time, as we discussed in the episode previous to this one on patterns of protection or what I like to call protective patterns, this behavior that becomes a default program in your mind that every time you are triggered and you're not feeling safe, you then go into this protective pattern. And this protective pattern is the very thing that's stopping you from meeting your deepest relationship desires. So for instance, you might have an unmet need of safety. And so you have a protective pattern of not communicating your needs And your deepest desire is to feel seen and heard within your romantic relationship. It's the protective pattern that is the problem, not the desire and not the unmet childhood need. However, it is the childhood need that needs to be addressed first so that we can change the pattern of protection and also give you the opportunity to create relationships that actually meet your deepest relationship desires. And that is why we're spending today's episode talking about your unmet childhood needs. So, I want you to know that the work then, once you become aware of what your childhood need is, the work then becomes creating strategies for actually meeting your unmet childhood need now as an adult when you do have power and you do have the ability to to meet your own needs and to also create strategies that actually support you in meeting that need as well as positioning you for your deepest desires being met also. We also need to untangle those protective patterns. And I talked more about that part of the process in the episode before this one. If you haven't yet listened to that episode, I highly recommend you go back and listen because your protective pattern is most likely the biggest source of frustration in your relationship right now. And it is the behavior that is stopping you from creating what you want. So in today's episode, I'm going to share with you an exercise to reveal what your childhood need is so that you then can build awareness and strategies for actually meeting that need within yourself. Now, note that this is all about you. You don't need to have a relationship. You don't need to be in a relationship. And you also don't need to say anything to your partner at this stage yet. You can have this conversation with yourself first. You can start to change your relationship limiting patterns and start choosing more conscious strategies for showing up in your relationship and meeting your needs and also aligning with your desires. And then you can bring in your partner to that conversation, which means you'll be coming from the conversation from a place that is full up rather than from a place that is attached and urgent and desperate, which as you can probably see, will lead you to a very different outcome in your conversations and also in your point of attraction for those of you who aren't in a relationship right now. So the exercise is this. What is one of your relationship desires? We spoke about these in the previous episode. So you'll probably, if you've already listened to that episode, already know what one of your relationship desires are. Bring that to mind and then ask yourself, what do you need in order to enjoy that particular thing? 
What do you need? So the desire again is the thriving piece. It's the thing that you get to do when your needs are met. The need is the survival piece. It's the thing that you need in order to even play in that possibility of desire. So what is one thing that you need in order to enjoy that particular desire? Write it down and see what comes to mind. Pause the podcast now and then I'm going to give you a second question. The second question is, if that need was met, so whatever your answer was to the previous question, if that need was met, you would have more of what? And then that question might also reveal some of your relationship desires. So let me talk more about why these questions are so powerful. Your answer to the first question, what do you need in order to enjoy your desire, is going to reveal what your core childhood need is, right? So the more that you're aware of what your childhood needs are, the more you can start cultivating and meeting that need within yourself now. This is essential so that you can stop the protective pattern that you're using right now to meet that need in a way that's actually limiting you and blocking you from actually reaching those desires that you desire in the first place. The second question is really important for you to answer because it's showing you some desires that you have that you probably aren't even aware of. And what we've uncovered in our work together with my clients in my conscious relationship coaching program is that for many of them, the unmet childhood need in childhood that they had was blocking them from a desire, a more deeply held desire they had as a child that they then still are not allowing themselves to enjoy as an adult. So a lot of these desires as well were there as a child too. So by answering these questions, you're going to become more aware of both the needs and the desires that you have within a romantic relationship, which probably show up in other relationships and across your life. And they have both been there just waiting to be acknowledged and cared for by your adult self for most of your life. How beautiful is that? And you are giving yourself right now by stopping to answer these questions, the conscious opportunity to create a conscious relationship with yourself, which is what we all need in order to create the thriving conscious romantic relationships that we truly desire. So the opportunity here for you to approach your unmet childhood needs in your romantic relationships in a conscious way rather than an unconscious way, which is the unconscious way is the way that we've all been operating where we're not aware of our childhood needs. We don't really know what our desires are. All we know is we're very, very frustrated because they're not being met or we avoid relationships altogether. And then we still have this deep, deep, heavy ache for something that we just don't know what it is. And we have these behaviors that lead us to not being able to get the things that we deeply desire in our relationships. And it just leaves some more disconnection and disharmony and conflict within our romantic life. Okay. The conscious 
example of this is to one, stop defaulting your needs to your partners. So you take responsibility, you take your power back. Remember, we spoke about this in our episode on focusing on what you want and unconscious commitments. You're taking your power back by taking responsibility for what you can take responsibility for. So knowing what your core needs and desires are is your responsibility, not your partner's. And coming from a place that is meeting those needs to the best of your ability is your job and not your partner's. So that's the conscious opportunity. You get to stop defaulting your needs and therefore your power to your partner's and instead embrace and meet them for yourself. Number two is you get to acknowledge your true needs and desires now and how they're connected to and essential for your desires. This awareness gives you the power to actually create the relationship that you want. And number three, you can also start taking conscious action towards your needs and desires by meeting your needs now, which therefore give you the opportunity to even consider meeting your desires too. So that is the conscious opportunity. Now, where you go a step further and where you may need support if you're having trouble with this, which many people are because it's very deep work, is where my conscious relationship coaching program can help you. The work that I'm doing with my clients there is to one, help them to get clear on what their childhood need actually is because it can be very confusing and there are usually more than one core needs. And number two, establish ways of meeting that need now. Now, the way that we actually meet our needs is there's layers to it, right? There's like the energetic level. There's connecting with the childhood version of yourself and your past versions of yourself and clearing all of that up so that that version of you is feeling nourished and taken care of in the now. Then there's actually the practical and the physical reality component of meeting your needs now. And then thirdly, there's the interaction with your partner. How do you bring your partner into that conversation? What are conscious relationship skills for that conversation, for that space holding for each other? And what do we do when we've now got two people with their own sets of needs and their own desires at play. And does this mean that I need to leave my partner? Are they the right partner? Or has the people that I've been looking for and dating, how do I know that they're someone who has the capacity to be in a relationship with me now that I know what my needs and desires are? This is what you'll be working your way through in the Conscious Relationship Coaching Program with me, which is a one-to-one program. And if you'd like to find out whether you're a good candidate for the program, you can go to letitiaringe.com forward slash coaching, fill out the application there. I'll then personally review your application. And if you seem like a good fit, you'll be invited to a first coaching call with me for free. In this coaching call, I'll be helping you to identify what your protective patterns are and also to get really, really clear on what it is you're deeply desiring from your romantic relationships. Then at that point, if it seems like you're still a good fit, I will then formally invite you into my one-to-one program and give you all the details that you can make an informed decision. 
So there we have it, my beautiful friends. This is everything you need to know about unmet childhood needs and everything that you need in order to get yourself started on becoming aware of what your childhood needs are and how they are connected to your romantic relationship desires. These unmet needs will also be impacting other areas of life and other relationships. So taking the time to implement today's lesson is highly worthwhile. All right, I'll see you in the next episode. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to the Create a Life That Is Beautiful podcast. I'm your host, Letitia Ringe, and I appreciate you so much. If you would like support one-to-one as you up-level your life, business, or relationships in a conscious, intentional, and love-focused way, then head to letitiaringe.com forward slash coaching. I'll see you in the next episode. Goodbye. <laughs>